This is the EWN Podcast Network. We gather all that information and we build this midlife manifesto. And a midlife manifesto is, it can be a written essay. I like eight to 10 statements that you can just read. You can post on your bathroom wall. You could put in your purse. And they're just statements of how you want to live your life and what's important to you in midlife and going forward. It's Lift As We Climb, a show that shares secrets about growing your business from the eWomen Network premier success coaches and outstanding members from all around the world. I'm Pat Miller, the idea coach and your host of the show. On today's show, we're talking with the midlife navigator, Laura Rubin. If you feel like you're not living your best life and you're struggling to stay true to your core values, or you don't know what your core values are, Get comfortable for this episode as Laura helps us with our midlife manifesto, getting the most for our future. Lift As We Climb is sponsored by The Expressory, your relationship-building concierge, cultivating sales, the all-in-one CRM for sales and marketing, and the LinkedIn lifestyle, secrets and strategies to be a LinkedIn star. In a moment, we'll welcome Laura to the show. But first, I'd like you to think back. I want to challenge you, all right? You ready for a challenge? It's a short, powerful challenge, and it could really save your bacon in the future. Here's the challenge. Pour yourself a cup of coffee or tea or milk or water. Whatever you drink, pour it and get a piece of paper and answer this question. Actually, there's a few. Looking back at the pandemic shutdown and the disruption of our businesses, what have you learned? Pause the tape if you need to, but I want you to think right now, maybe for like 60 seconds, What have you learned about your business since going through the shutdown? Now, I should probably play some Jeopardy music here or something, but I'm just going to, if you need more time, you can pause it. But I really want you to do this. Pause the tape and think about it. Okay, here's the next question. Did you learn anything about your customer, your most popular product, perhaps, your essential services? And what you were doing before that was really kind of fluff and no one really cares. What did you learn about your customer and your products? Again, pause the tape if you have to, but make yourself a little list. Okay, two more lists. Now here's a new list. How has your business changed since March? Did you start a new product? Did you stop offering something? Did your revenue or your expenses shift? Is something working now that wasn't working before? Think deeply. Again, we're only doing this for one cup of coffee. You can do this. Focus. Okay, one more list. Hang in there with me. One more list because this is the big one. Knowing what you know now, what would you have wished to have ready when this hit? Would you wished that you had a larger cash reserve on hand? That you had a better email list of your customers? that you had a fully developed digital product that you could focus on? What do you wish that you had had back in March? Again, pause the tape if you have to. Now, many of us, me included, will reflect at the end of the year and look back on what we've learned. But this year, because it was so unusual, I think it warrants a look back sooner than that. So now you've got a list, couple in fact, look back through them and appreciate the shift in your business, both good and bad. Notice the emergence of a new product or the sunset of an old product. Maybe a misconception that's been cleared up or something that you didn't have prepared for a rainy day. 
sort this list, and then get busy. Because you never know if this thing's going to continue and if for how long, and you never know if something else is going to hit. You just want to be prepared, and you can't be prepared for the future if you don't study the most recent past. There's a lot here that we can learn. You just have to take the time to study it. Now on with the show. Today's guest is Laura Rubin, the Midlife Navigator. She helps women find their core values and write their midlife manifesto. Definitely some important stuff. Laura, let's start here with the concept of struggling in midlife and realizing we're not on the right track. Does that imply we haven't found our voice yet? Or we found our voice, we're just not being true to it? That is correct on both counts. A lot of times what I have found, and I found this in my own life, is I hit midlife and I didn't know who I was and I didn't know what mattered to me. And to me, that constitutes not knowing your voice, not knowing who you are. So I went on the journey at that point in my life to discover what my voice was in midlife. How is that possible? How is it possible that we arrive at midlife and we don't know who we are or what we want to be when we grow up? And we're already at midlife. How does that happen? I have a lot of clients that hit that time and say to me, how am I 52 and I don't know what I want to be when I grow up or I don't know what's important to me. And a lot of that is because we spend our entire lives up until that point ticking off all the boxes. In our 20s, it's about our job and our career and climbing the corporate ladder. When we hit our 30s, if we have families, it's taking care of our children and making sure they get to soccer and making sure that they're going to all the after-school activities and all of those things. And we start just being on this hamster wheel of the next thing on our to-do list and the next thing. Or we also, and or, we're also in autopilot. We're living how life has modeled what life is supposed to be like for us, what our friends are doing. We hit midlife. And all of a sudden, we've realized that we've spent our entire lives taking care of others and not really taking care of ourselves. And I talk about stripping away the labels, the label of wife mother, CEO, all those labels that we've brought along with us, when we strip those away, we don't know who we are. We can't tell you who are we if we're not a wife, not a mother, not the secretary at this particular company or or owner or even a business owner for that matter. And that's because we've just kind of cruised through life. We hit midlife and we have a little time to pause a little bit. The kids are going off to school. Maybe the job that we have isn't as important to us as it was. We thought it was all consuming and now it's not. We maybe get a divorce. So our relationships have changed. So things start changing and we start looking at our lives and we don't know how we got there and we don't know who we are. Is some of that because we spend so much time trying to be nice and please other people? Does that have a lot to do with it? I don't know that it necessarily has a lot to do with it, but it does have something to do with it. When we hit finding our voice, we realize our yeses really become yeses and our noes are noes. Instead of, as you mentioned, placating and saying the yes because we want to be the nice guy and we don't want people to be upset with us and we've always done it this way in the past, we say yes to a lot of things that we probably should be saying no to. We hit midlife, we start looking at those yeses and nos, we start saying no a lot more. It's kind of like when I was younger, it was kind of annoying, but it was like a little bit of begrudging respect was paid to old people that only did what they wanted to do. And it's like, yeah, they're defending their time. They're doing what they want. And I can see some of that. So let's talk about the challenges in midlife, the midlife crisis, whatever you want to call it. In your 
working with clients and, and your experience, is there a common spark or a common thing? Because you mentioned there are a bunch of different ways you might get to this point. But what does it sound like in your head? And, and what are some of those triggers that get you to the point of having that moment? Okay, first of all, I don't call it a crisis. I call it an awakening. Now, granted, a crisis causes change. It definitely does, but it has such a negative connotation. I like to call it the midlife awakening. So we have this awakening when we hit that point. You're right. We talked about the different life changes, but ultimately we look around and we think we have all of this great stuff or life is good, but something's missing. You just get this feeling on the inside that there's more. Or you ask yourself, is this all there is? There's got to be more. And we start going from taking care of everyone else. Now we look at maybe it's time to take care of ourselves. And then from there, we reach out and we start going into our community and taking care of our community, but on our terms, not on this is what we have to do. We want to give back. We're at a point now where we've taken care of ourselves and we want to give back to the world at large, but it's on our terms. Yeah. And I see some of those stark behavioral changes happen when there are health issues or someone's faced with their own mortality. It seems like people that survive breast cancer, for example, come out the other side oftentimes as different people. They realize now I'm on a purpose is that a type of an example of someone having a midlife awakening? You bet. You bet. Or the kids have gone to college and all their time has been spent taking care of these kids. And it's like, okay, I have all this time now. I'm going to take care of me. Yeah. So exactly. That is exactly right. We start looking at we're at 40, we're at 50. Let's hope we have 40 to 45 years left. We spent the first 40 to 45 years having all these experiences. Now I'm going to take those experiences and live a life that I want to live molded around who I am and what matters to me. What's cool about the Lift As We Climb podcast is I have this new technology on the podcast where I can see the people that are listening. And right now there's someone out walking their dog and they're nodding furiously because you're speaking right to them. So I can see you walking your dog and you're wondering, okay, Laura, help me, how do you help people write their, what you call midlife manifesto and get back on the right track? First thing we do is really dive into self-care and self-awareness. Because we've spent our lives taking care of everyone else and not ourselves, we really don't know how to take care of ourselves. Starts with physical mental, spiritual, physical, obvious. Let's get moving. Let's start eating better. All of those things. Let's look at mental. Are we reading? Are we lifelong learners? Things like that. Spiritual, journaling, meditation, whatever works. And everybody does something a little bit different and everyone resonates with different techniques. But it's all about coming back to ourselves and stopping the hamster wheel and getting off autopilot and realizing who we are, you know, like, oh, I really like the sound of the water rushing in a river, or I really enjoy just sitting on the back porch, listening to nature, or this type of book really resonates, whatever that is, they start just picking out the things that are important to them. They start looking at their relationships, what's serving them, what's not serving them. So again, it goes back to the yeses or yeses, the nose or nose. So self-care, self-awareness. And then from there, we start looking at what are their strengths? What are their skills? 
What are their core values that we talked about a little bit? And we gather all that information and we build this midlife manifesto. And a midlife manifesto is, it can be a written essay. I like eight to 10 statements that you can just read. You can post on your bathroom wall. You could put in your purse. And they're just statements of how you want to live your life and what's important to you in midlife and going forward. So what do some of those bullet points sound like? Can you give us one or two? Are they commands? Are they like, what does one sound like? One would sound like I live each day in joy. Joy is a state of being. Something like my self-care is a number one priority for me. And some of those midlife manifesto statements will have to do with how you're living your life right now, but they will also be a way to how you want to live your life in the future. So it gives you something to work toward. When you have those midlife manifesto statements, when a decision comes up and you don't know, is this a yes or is this a no? You go to those statements. Does it fall within the statements? One of your statements might be, I want to spend X amount of time each week for myself. And maybe it's two hours, three hours. So you start looking at your yeses and nos. And does that fit with what your manifesto is? I've heard people say that that decision-making process is either it's a hell yes or a no. Yes, I would agree with that. And I have had to learn that myself. I've gone through the the decision. Oh, I don't know. Is it a yes? Is it no? And I'm getting better at as soon as it's a hell yes. Okay, that's a yes. But if I'm in the I'm not sure kind of thing, it's more often than not a no. More to come with Laura Rubin. We're going to talk about core values. Are they supposed to be what I believe right now or what I'm trying to aspire to become? It's pretty important, so we got to get this right. We'll hear from Laura next. This episode of Lift As We Climb is sponsored by Cultivating Sales, the all-in-one CRM for sales and marketing. I'm using Cultivating Sales to not only organize my clients and partners, I'm using it to manage this worldwide podcast. With this one program, I built and host the show's webpage where guests can apply, book their dates, and subscribe. It also manages the email communications and Lift As We Climb VIP text program. The one program has replaced so many other subscriptions, it practically pays for itself. Stay close to your customers with texts, emails, sales funnels, calendars, a course builder, and even a website builder. Get the secret discount just for Lift As We Climb listeners. Visit cultivatingsales.com slash lift to capture it. That's cultivatingsales.com slash lift. And the LinkedIn Lifestyle, the secret recipe to attract the right people and build authentic relationships on LinkedIn. Before I worked with the LinkedIn lady, my LinkedIn was a mess. Then she introduced me to the LinkedIn Lifestyle. And now I'm loaded with daily content ideas. My profile views are up and my engagement has improved. If you're trying to do business on LinkedIn, join me and lead the LinkedIn Lifestyle. Visit linkedinlifestyle.com slash star to get the free report, Five Fatal Flaws in Most LinkedIn Profiles. Watch your profile views and post performance soar with these tips. They work. Get the report now at linkedinlifestyle.com slash star. And The Expressory, your relationship building concierge. I just launched the Idea Collective for Small Business Owners and Jamie and the team at The Expressory are blowing my members' minds. When a new member signs up, 
the Expressory team is automatically alerted to send a personalized surprise welcome gift right to their doorstep. The members are so surprised that they talk about the group on social media and feel more connected to our mission. Right now, you have a cool opportunity to experience the Expressory for yourself for free. Simply text the word TEST to 414-240-1315. That's TEST to 414-240-1315. And you'll get a surprise mailing including various samples of their handmade cards right to your door. You'll love the experience and you'll want it for your business too. Try out the Expressory today. Let's get back into it with Laura Rubin. Laura, can we talk about core values for a second? For some reason, they've confused me a little. Are they supposed to be what I believe right now or what I'm trying to aspire to become? It's a combination of both because discovering what your core values are is a process of looking at what's important, what lights you up. We go through a list of, say, 100 words, and you start marking off the words that really resonate and speak to you in some way. And everyone defines these words in a different way. Like, I might look at brilliance and define it one way. You might look at the word brilliance and define it a different way. So you go through and you mark off these words that just really speak to you in one way or the other. Then you start and you take those words and you group them Because you want to get down to like five core values, but you may have picked out 20 to 25 words. So you group them by ones that kind of coincide with each other and connect to one another. And then you pick an overarching thought about how that works. Like for one of mine, and we talked about joy. Joy is a big thing for me. I want to live my life in joy no matter what is going on. So that's a core value for me. Another core value for me would be connection. I really value connecting with people. And whatever that looks like, that could be socially, that could be in the workplace, all of those things. So you start picking out these certain words that speak to you. You group them, and then you've got your five core values. And you define them for what they mean to you. And then those, again, are your guideposts for how you live your life and what you do going forward. And everybody's are different. And you revisit those just like you revisit your midlife manifesto statements, because where I am now versus where I'm going to be 10 years from now, my core values are probably pretty much going to stay the same because they're just deep in my desired feelings of how I want to feel and live my life. But our lives change. And so we want to revisit those on a regular basis. I do want to circle back though. Why is it so easy to live on autopilot? Why is it so easy to not live so purposefully? I think we live in a world that is all about the to-dos. And I think that we cram our to-do list so full that we have no choice but to just keep checking off the boxes. And in order to check off the boxes, we go from thing to thing to thing without really stopping to notice what's going on around us because we have to check that next box off. And is that somewhat self-protection because looking inward and judging and thinking about ourselves is tough and that's where the icky stuff lives and the stuff we're trying to ignore? Or is that just what society is now? It's a society of doing and not being. 
I think it's both. I think it definitely is both. And I will tell you that as I started to slow down, which meant I had to sit with my thoughts, mm-hmm. that can be a scary place. And doing this work gets you out of your comfort zone. Being on autopilot is totally in your comfort zone. But if you want to make a difference in your life, you have to step out of that. And in order to do that, that may mean you have to stop and do some introspection it's scary or you're bored or whatever that is, but you have to lean into that because that's the only way to get through to the other side. So how do you deploy the midlife manifesto once you've gotten back in touch with your core values, you have your statements, what do I do with it? You put it in your purse, you put it in your wallet, you put it in your car, you hang it on your bathroom mirror, you read it on a regular basis. And that is super important because we can go through all of these exercises and then stick them in the desk drawer and never look at them again. We haven't accomplished. That is just the first piece or the second piece. We've done the self-care and the self-awareness. Now we've written the manifesto and have our core values. Now we have to take action because words without action don't mean anything. Action breeds clarity. We're only going to figure out what we've put down on paper or what our ideals are, are right for us if we start acting on them. And then we massage those as we go along. We realize, okay, this isn't quite what I thought or it's not working. I need to go back and revisit this and maybe write it in a different way, or I'm going to expand how I feel about it. And does someone get a rush of energy when they get in touch with their core values and they're living through their purpose and living on purpose, not on autopilot? I would imagine they feel like they can conquer the world by the time they figured out and gotten back in touch with who their true self is. They have a vision. You have a vision. You're not wandering through life aimlessly. You have a point. Now, it is a journey. You'll never get there. But the journey is the fun part. We've got that destination where we want to go to. And yet, we don't necessarily want to get there because when you're there, you might be, okay, that was too easy to get there. Then (laughs) This is an ongoing journey. And that is the best part. And the action does breed clarity. You've got to take those steps. You've got to walk through that door, whatever that looks like. Shut the old you, start walking toward the new you. All right. Our listener that's out walking the dog is almost home now. So if someone's interested and they want to get in touch with you to have you serve as the midlife navigator, how do they get in touch and how do they learn more? And how do you start the relationship with someone so they know what they're getting into? So you can visit me on the web at lauramarierubin.com. First thing we do is we will have a midlife compass and clarity call. It's a 45-minute call. It's free. We sit down and just talk about everything midlife, where you are, where you're trying to get to, and just to see if we're a good match and we can get you where you want to be. It's a great conversation. Laura Rubin, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Really appreciated it. A big thanks to Laura Rubin for coming on the show and for sharing the concept of the Midlife Manifesto with us. If you want to contact Laura, her information is in the show notes. If you're enjoying the show, you need to hop in as a Lift As We Climb VIP. It's simple and easy. Just text the word LIFT to 414-240-1315. That's LIFT to 414-240-1315. You'll get a reminder when new shows are released, and we also have some fun giveaways from time to time. This episode of Lift As We Climb is sponsored by The Expressory, your relationship-building concierge, the LinkedIn lifestyle, secrets and strategies to be a LinkedIn star, and cultivating sales, the all-in-one CRM for sales and marketing. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach and a premier success coach for the eWomen Network. Find out more about me at patmillerideacoach.com. 
Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.